great future. We're talking real money. Before I start prattling on about money, I'd like to give you a phone number. This is a very important phone number because this phone number allows you to get answers to questions that tend not to be answered well. That it, it, This is a phone number to get you on track toward the best possible financial future. You can get straight answers to your questions, comment on things that are going on fiscally in the world with a simple little telephone call on your telephonic device that you carry with you now at all times. Can you imagine what what technology? I mean, bear in mind, you know, we didn't have these, what, 20 years ago, did we? Wow. Not really. So anyway, call us, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Now, on to the story. I did something this week that I rarely do. And I'm glad I did it because, well, I have to tell you, it made me feel good. I opened my Schwab account online and looked at it because people kept telling me that that good things were happening to the stock market. And lo and behold, I made a lot of money in the last month. You're not alone. Tom made even more. (laughs) I'm not alone. What a, what a month. Now, now actually, though, the, the market timer in me wishes I'd gotten out on Thursday because yesterday it went down. And I was like, going, yeah. well, I, look, I lost Come a couple on. thousand dollars in one day. Oh, no. Yeah. And, but here's the thing about all this. Yes. As you may remember, it wasn't that long ago when a lot of people were calling us saying, I think I get out of stocks and bonds and just put this into the safe 5% that I can get now in cds high yield savings etc etc right people oh oh as as recently as like a few days ago yeah people were asking that question do you think i should just sort of uh sell you know things are going all right should i sell everything and uh, buy some cds over and over again so here's a couple of numbers to consider when you start to think about timing markets believing you can see the future Mm -hmm. Eh, feeling more comfortable in one thing instead of another this is since november 1st november 1st through the 13th of December. So I'm missing, I think it's one or two days of market activity at the end of the week. Um, the S&P 500, the return, 12.5. A global stock portfolio, 11.9. But perhaps even more shockingly, because it's been so bad so long, BND, the uh, Vanguard total bond, aggregate bond, yeah, increased 7.05 no bonds bonds made money yeah oh the part that people just said no got to get out of get rid of those things they never make anything yeah now i know they've had a couple of tough years before that especially last year but this just always goes back to having the right asset allocation not chasing things that have been hotter not chasing things that just feel better right now recency bias It it, it, it just felt so good to move that money to the safe investments that are making 5%, and that we can see right here, was a mistake, truly. Yeah. Now, how do you all feel, those of you who moved from stocks, your your stock portfolio that wasn't, wasn't doing anything? Just my stocks aren't doing anything. So how many of you who moved from stocks to CDs feel great about that decision right now? 
Yeah, they, they, you don't. I mean, you're going to look at the, hopefully, as we've talked about in this program twice a year, I put my stuff in a spreadsheet so I can kind of get a general sense of what's going on. And hopefully you'll be doing that the last week of this year, and you're going to look back and say, gosh, I wish I hadn't moved from one place to another. Um, CDs, cash, high interest, all those things should be used for the sort of savings part of your portfolio, whatever that is. The rest of it should be invested for the long haul in stocks and bonds because we never know when this is going to happen right that it just oh no did. no 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 these people they people said i know oh, i know i just know i know that 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 uh the stock market's going to go down so i've got to get into the cds i mean why wouldn't i take the say five instead of taking yeah. chances exactly which I, and i haven't i didn't go i meant to go look about the high yield savings and see what that's what those rates are now but i bet they're going south now that the federal reserve has said now nah, we'll probably reduce rates three times in 2024 and this goes back to the adage about the markets anticipating the the stock market doesn't react to things it looks way down the road tom and don are talking real money do you suffer from hodgepodgeitis? I'm Don McDonald, and hodgepodgeitis is a disease of your investment portfolio whose symptoms include lots of stocks, loads of random loaded mutual funds, and maybe an annuity or two. Most who suffer from hodgepodgeitis dread opening their quarterly portfolio statements. They feel lost and confused. Investing seems overwhelming and the financial future uncertain. If you believe you suffer from hodgepodgeitis, see a 100% fiduciary investment advisor immediately. A proper diagnosis is the first step to creating a portfolio with a purpose based on a personal plan. Start on the road to recovery now by scheduling a free meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. There is no cost, obligation, or high-pressure sales pitch. Take the first step at TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Hodgepodgeitis is not a real disease, but treating it has been shown to improve mood, reduce fear, and even lead to a brighter financial future. Results may vary. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Well, during the break, Tom, I checked the rates, and they haven't budged. They haven't moved. They're still there. Bank of America is still paying 0.01%, as is Chase. <laughs> Good Lord. Please yeah, well, don't leave no. your money there. Please. Actually, the, the, there's wow. a bank called Popular Direct. Don't know them. But I don't okay. either, but they're paying 5.35. Now, remember... Because somebody asked me this last week. Yeah. Well, can that rate go down? Uh, instantly. Yeah. <laughs> you can wake up the next day and find out it's 0 0.02. That's I mean, right. I'm not saying they're going to, but you could. It's so. a savings account rate. Yeah. So yeah. it There's will no change. If rates go down, it will go down. Or when rates but go down. I think the thing you're going to want to know about is the why. Why is this happening? Why is the market up so much, right? I mean, this is the thing you must want to know. I do. Is it Tell me why. Retail sales increased you three don't tenths of 1% why. in November. I do know no, why. No, you right don't. From the Wall Street Journal. All right. Is it because the Federal Reserve has said not raising rates anymore? In fact, take them down three times next year. Is that what it is? I don't know. No, it's all about, I think these 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 stock increases may be, paper thin because according to the wall street journal hmm. cardboard prices are pointing to better times ahead if history is a guide more expensive cardboard suggests the economy is revving up 
Uh, you got International Paper, Westrock, and others said they will raise prices and fairly dramatically in January. Do you rely a the lot on cardboard? cardboard indicator? This is it. This, <laughs> that's why I said it's paper thin. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Uh, uh, that was funny. Yeah. That was a joke. <laughs> Uh, yeah, all I know is today I spent most of the day going through all the cardboard that's come in from Amazon and oh. throwing it in the recycling bin. There's that's so, good. So much. And hopefully they're going to take that and not have to raise prices by what right. some are suggesting. Could be double digits. Double uh, digits, Don. Cardboard. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. We can talk about – I didn't even, even know there was a cardboard indicator yeah, until today. We'll put that up on the board now. Pay attention to but, it. We're going to talk about something else, and we're going to do that with Pat. Pat, welcome to Talking Real Money. Oh, hi. Oh, I have a question about a variable annuity, and I, I've listened to you long enough. I think I know the answer, but I wanted to run it by one more time. Sure. So I have owned one um, for about 13 years, and um, I will be turning 59 and a half coming up this you know, in February and debating what to do with this. There's only about, there's about $100,000 in the balance. And of course, it's one of these guaranteed 6%, you know, protected value doubles every 10 years. And clearly it hasn't, you know, the the balance hasn't done anything because of all the charges that go with it. And I am debating whether to just get out of the annuity and put it somewhere else. Um, you know, do I, you know, part of me says, do you stick with it till the protected value doubles, and, you know, in another eight, seven years again? Um, I think everything I've heard from you guys is get out of these annuities and do something else with it. And if that's the case, what do I do with it? Well, um, what it's paying 6% guaranteed? Guaranteed, yeah. Well, it says guaranteed 6%, yes. So this is an older annuity before rates went down? How old is it again? Yes. Okay. Like I said, I've had now, it about 13 years. Yeah. So rates were, yeah. So the guaranteed rates were higher. Okay. What, what? I want to know what that 6% is. So, but Which, have you actually seen a double in your value over that 13 years? No. Then it makes, then that makes me very suspicious because over 13 years, you should have more than doubled. Exactly. Yeah. And you didn't, I, which I, leads me to believe that, I, you see, insurance companies have a nasty habit of misleading people. What the 6% actually is may not be an increase in the value. It may be a 6% payout. Anyway, so is this qualified money like I, an IRA? I believe I transferred money from a 403B Okay, that makes perfect sense. This is, Into this, yeah. yeah, so this is qualified okay. money. Okay. So so yeah. now you are eligible to yeah. yank that out of there and put it into your own IRA and get out from under the 403B. Or is it in an IRA now? Is it still in a 403 or is it in an IRA? No, it's not. Yeah, you need to get no, that into no, an IRA. No, no, and, and then how much money are we talking about? 100,000. Um, 100,000? Yeah, I didn't take a yeah, note. I said 100,000. 100,000. You know, and, and it's worth 100? You put 100 in and it's worth 100? No, 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 no. I I put in sixty eight thousand. Oh, okay. So, okay, you made thirty two thousand over thirteen years. That's not very good. No, no, no. It's not. That's what I keep yeah, saying. You know, they sad. they you know they're using the protected value that they show is you know one hundred and eighty thousand, and that's what they're basing your income on when you reach you know 
the age in which you start taking out your right. Okay, your mouth, all right. Like, so oh I gosh, get it. This is they they guarantee it if you go you annuitize it when you when you finish the annuity okay and because when they annuitize it they get your money and so they figure you're going to die before you collect enough to really hurt them this is all the insurance game that i hate so much because it's just a game tom it's very complicated hard to know but my other question to you pat is is this an important part of your retirement no not at all and you're going to have Social Security. Are you also eligible for a pension as well? No, but I okay. have some real estate and some other okay. from my job. Um, yeah, I mean, so here's so the way I would. Comfortable. Okay, here's the way I always look at these things. If you woke up today and you said, ah, I could take 100000 put it in this annuity, see how it does, love the, the 6% part of it whatever that actually is would you do it or would you not do it that and so most people say no nah, i really wouldn't do it i don't need that i don't need the annuity per se and the trade-off here is how much you're paying for it how much it's actually growing in a, over a decade that is a long time they get that little bit of an increase so yes we would be mm-hmm. recommending taking that putting it into an individual retirement account moving that out of there and reinvesting it properly for the long haul. Yep. We're in agreement. Okay. We're in okay. agreement. Okay. That's what I, I was leaning towards for sure. Um, I just wanted to run it by one last time. Yeah. I yeah, think, I think so. it's a good decision. Yeah. I mean, variable annuities, you know, they're kind of passe in today's world. I mean, they're, the insurance world has moved on to other more complex products now. They exactly. really make variable annuities look simple. So, I mean, but here you have underlying yeah. mutual funds. There's all kinds of other expenses. And in your case, the 6% I'm really suspicious about because my guess is no, that's I know, some sort I know. of writer. Yeah, I know okay. what it is. No, the 6% right. now is that they're saying that they'll they'll accredit that to her if she annuitizes the amount. So it's like Which, it's a... You should explain that, too. It's an imaginary $180,000. Okay. So they're saying, we'll pay you... Yeah. On $180,000 if you annuitize it. But the reality is, is that is not a real, you can't take $180,000. They're, they're betting, on, again, the, it's the bet, the death bet. They're betting you're going to die before they pay you anywhere near that amount. Yes, I, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in I this, thought that. And when I yeah. first did it, I got the protected value, you know, that it was guaranteeing that. But then I discovered, yeah, you know, partway through that, no. No, you don't. I mean, and the other part of all of this, frankly, is the fact that it took us five to seven minutes to kind of figure it out and make a suggestion. <laughs> just, it's just too complicated. I, <laughs> I don't like investing things that are like that. You know, I'd rather just kind of have stocks and bonds. It's, I know what I got. I know I can get it. It's just like, ah, it's, it's too a much. game they play. It's such a, it's a game. They're gaming the system to get your money. And this is why I have such disdain. For the insurance investment industry. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. I always love, love, love the insurance calls. I mean, it takes a while, as Tom yeah. said, but do you... Do you do you see what is being done to people? Do you get the all the, people here is the six yeah. percent. After that, there's nothing. There's no other conversation generally. It's like 
Six percent? Yes, I want six percent. And no one ever reads the prospectus or the disclosure yeah. documents. No, never. No, well, I, the people selling them we know have lots of trouble understanding the product as well. So, eight five five nine three five talk. That's our phone number for you to call us about your issues with your insurance person. Eight five five nine three five eight two five five. And Travis, you are up next. Welcome to our little get together. Hey, hey Travis. Guys. Hey, uh, I was I was uh, trying to do a backdoor Roth before the end of the year, and uh, I, I've always had my money at one of the bigger brokerage companies that you guys say not to use, but uh, so I'm attempting to do it on my own for the first time. And I was just curious, you know, when I, I, I put the money into the traditional, uh, then I have to purchase a security in the traditional IRA. Is that correct? No, sir. Nope. You can just move it the okay. next day to the Roth yep. IRA. It's a matter. In fact, you don't want to borrow. You really don't want to buy a security because then that security could go up in price. Then you might have taxation when you move it from the IRA to the Roth. So, no, it's just move the cash over there. And then the next day, wake up and say, ah, I'm going to move it to my Roth IRA now. <laughs> Is that how what you say idea? it? I, okay. Well, that's, ah. that's. Go ahead. That makes it easy. Uh, I've also heard there's. You know, certain sorts of traditional IRAs that are not eligible to do that backdoor Roth with. I I originally started this traditional with uh, funds I rolled over from my old employer's 401k. Is there any way to know whether my traditional okay, IRA okay. is eligible yeah, now, to do okay. this okay. with? Yeah. We're getting into a little bit of Now it gets complicated. Here. Yeah. If you're going to put it into an ex- – or pardon me. If you have an existing IRA and you're going to do a backdoor – then you're gonna. It's going to get complicated because you're going to have to do part of that IRA and pay the tax on it as well. So you'd you'd have to run that calculation to see how much that is. The whole idea, generally, with a backdoor Roth is you don't have an individual retirement account, so you're simply making a contribution to your individual retirement account and then moving it over to the Roth. But if you already have one, then that that's that is a problem because you have to pay. You have to move a bunch of that money over and pay tax on it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, you have to yep. do a pro rata transfer from your uh, from your regular IRAs to and uh, to and pay taxes on that that amount that is moved into yep. a Roth. So it's not just a f- simple free ride on the back door when you have other existing IRAs, but not it's not 401ks. a bad case. It's yeah, not for it's not a bad yeah. thing though to do it if you've got the money to pay the taxes, um, and just get more money into a Roth for for a very tax free future. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you guys for your help. You're very welcome, yeah. Travis. Thanks for being a part of the program it's and listening good, to us. Good point, by the way, because you really only have till the end of the calendar year to do that you can still make a contribution to an ira or a roth for tax year 2023 in 2024 but to do that backdoor you'd have to do it before that, the end of the year that yeah. has to happen in the moving. calendar yeah. year yeah correct yeah got to get it going so well give stuff. us a call 855-935-TALK 855-935-8255 because well life financially can be a little bit confusing and it is we want yeah. to try and and do our best it is our goal. 
every day when we get up, we, we just want to make this easier to deal with. We do. We and and no and, and we're we're swimming upstream. We're fighting the crowd because the rest of the world doesn't want to make money simple to deal with. We really are an anomaly. We're a strange couple of people. Well, that goes without saying. Yeah. You feel better about the holidays now, do you? Huh? No. Okay. No. And by the way, what's that thing behind you? It looks like a booth they built for you or something. They're going to put oh, you in there and lock gosh. it from the outdoor? I, I am That's so excited scary. about my little VO booth for That's, my voice work. Behind me, wow, is, I have what is called a Studio Bricks booth. Beautiful. Yeah. And it is it is a it's truly a work of art. I'm going to call Debbie and suggest that they bury you in that. I, I was saying perfect. I saved on a coffin the whole thing right there. I saved perfect. on a coffin. I, I honestly I think except if, if except for the fact Big. it weighs it weighs 1200 pounds. So be a little hard for the pallbearers to get out of the house. Ah, 855-935-TALK. Call now. Tom and Don are talking real money. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Because nothing is more important than your money. Uh, cardboard futures eight, way five, more important. Five, I'm keeping nine, an eye on talk. Oh, up again. Wow, that's crazy. Tell Quit you watching cardboard and let's get okay. back to the phones. Henry, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Oh, my goodness. It's my lucky day. It is. I've got two questions for you, gentlemen. Don, do you need more ammunition against annuities? I do. <laughs> when he said annuities, I was getting nervous myself. Ago. Go ahead. A couple of months ago, somebody called in and said something about their annuity. And you said, oh, no, that couldn't happen. Well, it does happen. What? My brother set up an annuity set up an annuity for my mom. Yeah. Supposed to be some kind of variable annuity. I didn't pay any attention. Okay, maybe they did it in April, May. Come October, November, she got a letter. If you don't do something, I don't know what it was, by the end of the year, we're going to annuitize it. Well, it's annuity. I didn't think anything of it. Of course, my brother didn't know anything about it. So my 91-year-old mother has had an annuity for about nine years, collected $14,000. They put $20,000 in. And so it's been annuitized. Now, you know, she gets a few bucks every month, but there was supposed to be like a death benefit and all that kind of stuff. But since... After the fact, she was supposed to contact them and do something. I don't know what it was. I don't remember. The, the, the variable annuity got annuitized, and everybody loses out. Isn't that neat? I don't know how they do that. Again, I don't know how they can they do that it. without her permission. I would be on the phone. I'm telling you, Henry, I would be on the phone to the insurance commissioner's office in your state. Uh, I, I'm serious. They my they brother, actually have my people. Brother, my brother kicked in. Yes. Yeah, they screwed up. Yeah. And I just want to tell you, the salesman, he, he retires next month. But now. Um, <laughs> That's classic. I got to say. I'm out. Yeah. That is good. That is good. Okay. Um, my brother's not worried about the money. He kicked in over half the money, and he's not worried about it. So let's, okay, let's all right, go on. all right. So well, it's just a lesson, but right. that shouldn't so, happen. But go ahead. Shouldn't. Yeah. Well, of course it shouldn't. But you know, 
Okay. It's just a lesson that you've got to read and understand everything. And Thank even you. then, they can Bingo. still mess with you. So what else do you have for us, Henry? Right. So, so, so you do a pro forma tax thing, and you're a few thousand into the next tax bracket. Can you open a spousal IRA and throw some money in there and, sure. yeah. and drop your... You can do that. Yeah, absolutely. You have, you have until April fifteenth to do that. Yep, you're good. Yep. Okay. Yep. I opened it up and threw a, a, a grand in there, and we'll see how much when when I do the taxes. We'll see how much it takes. Well, Don's to feeling good about all the money he's got. Maybe he'll kick in a couple bucks. Yeah, you got no? more, so I'm. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> oh, I don't. No, I just. <laughs> all right. Henry, thanks Thank you, so much for being a part of our our little program, yeah. and Happy we holidays. do appreciate you. Have a great holiday. All right, Mike's up next. Mike, welcome to Talking Real Money. Hello. Hey, Mike. Thank you. I've got a quick question for you. I don't have a huge amount, but my retirement savings has been in a large brokerage firm for a number of years now, and they uh, somewhat recently got bought out. And so they asked to set up a new account with a password and all this. And I was reading the terms of agreement. And by signing, I would be agreeing to arbitration. And also they have something in there about that I would not be able to contact anybody that would, um, I don't know, those reports. I don't know what you'd call that guy, but the guy that writes the reports. And I don't know that I'd want to contact somebody that writes their reports, but I just don't like the smell of them writing that in there that I can't, you know, I start losing these yeah. abilities if I needed to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, back and, to the arbitration clause. I mean, that basically is true for every securities firm in America, sadly. I, honestly, I don't know that it's right. It exists. There's a few people in the industry that say that that, that, that should be cleaned up, but... As to the other part, I don't know. I'll let Don take. Not well, it, it, no, it's just it's hard. it's it's in the agreement. You can work with them or not. It's like software. Do you know how many rights you sign away when you use a piece of software? It's just stuff we have to live with. It's annoying, but it's reality. Thanks for the call. Eight five five nine three five talk. Tom and Don are talking real money. In medicine, a second opinion might save your life. With investing. A second opinion might save your future. The trick is getting one without a high-pressure sales pitch. Well, I'm Don McDonald, and if you've been listening to Talking Real Money, you know that our goal is to help everyone create a brighter future by investing and managing money better. That's why, in addition to helping everyone on our show and podcast, we are also committed to making our 100% fiduciary advisors at Appella available to help everyone make the best financial decisions based on science. So if you're being pitched a financial product or a system, make sure you get a second opinion with no cost, no obligation, and no annoying sales pitch by going to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. That's 800-386-3004 or TalkingRealMoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Watching this closely. <laughs> what? The 42-pound 42, 42 unbleached craft liner board. I mean, this is big stuff. 
I don't know. I, I, it's go, it's just going crazy. Yeah, Tom, here. I don't and, know. and I'm sure you, really you haven't really noticed because he doesn't let it show as often as uh, he does with me, but he, he has this little OCD problem. and uh, <laughs> A little? Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and for some reason, as the older it gets, the filters go, and he just follows cardboard all the time. Follows well, I get it a lot in of the it, truck down that. the tree down the street. And, oh, the cardboard <laughs> truck! No, 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 no! Get that back. That's going to push the price eight, down. Eight five five nine three five. Talk. This is talking real money, not talking real cardboard. Again, I was going to say before I was so rudely interrupted by cardboard yes. boy. I'm Don McDonald. He's cardboard boy. Eight five five. What? I want to be thinner. I want to think paper instead of cardboard in twenty twenty four. Cardboard's pretty thin, sir. Get rid of the corrugation, then I'll feel better about myself. Eight. Okay, I'm just going to go to the phones because I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Maya, thank you for calling and saving me. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi. Good afternoon. I'd like to follow up on a podcast you did in mid-November when you talked about the allocation between global and U.S. stocks, oh. and you mentioned that it should be around fifty-fifty, and that even the Vanguard V2, that's sixty-forty U.S. global, was too conservative. And I've heard some conflicting advice about this, so I'd like to get some clarification. I took a financial planning class recently where Jim Harvey was a guest speaker, and he advised having a 20 to 30% global investment. And then I actually also work with one of your advisors who recommended having a 70-30 or two-thirds, one-third U.S. global um, allocation. So now I'm just. Really I, I don't blame you for being com- confused by by our advisor because that shocks me. Yeah, it does me too because we are at about a. If you walk in the door today, we're going to say sixty percent in U.S. stocks, forty percent. You keep saying global, international. I think what you mean to say is international, non-U.S. stocks, and here's why. Maya, because that's about what the ratio is in terms of value of companies today. It's about 60% of the value of firms is in the United States, 40% is out. And it wasn't that long ago when it was 50-50, I think like 10, 12 years ago, before U.S. stocks have had this huge run-up mm-hmm. that has made them, and when you're looking at market capitalization, uh, much bigger than the rest of the world. That's the only reason. We have no idea, nor does, I think you mentioned somebody you heard Jim Har- that, uh, Har- uh, Yeah, Jim Harvey. Don't know Jim. Nor does Jim, which will be the better ratio moving forward. We really do not. I will say this. That if I was building a portfolio today, I'd rather buy the things that have not gone up as fast as the things that have. In other words, Thank you. international has not had nearly the run the U.S. stock markets have had really since 2009. So I'd prefer to be putting at least at least the 40 percent into those international stocks, 60 in U.S. Otherwise, feel like I'm sort of chasing things that have already gone up more than than the uh, internationals. Yeah, and the other thing is it's anybody who says 20 to 30% is doing it based on the fact that those stocks haven't done as well as US stocks. You see, there's a bi- there's a bias toward the recency, the recent events. And the reason that I say personally that I like the idea of 50-50 is because it's like buying value or buying small. You want to buy those assets that haven't done as well. We were at a 50-50 ratio. There is no reason why we shouldn't be or couldn't be at a 50-50 ratio in the future. So, But 60-40, I think, is absolutely perfect. Um, I mean, it's close to perfect. 
a 70-30 or an 80-20, I believe to be uh, 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 well, a market it's, it's timing. A, well, and a more of a home bias, right? You're saying, well, I believe the United States will do better in the future. I'm, I'm a citizen of the United States. You're betting on something that, as Don said, has done better recently. And frankly, you're being influenced by that home. How many of us in Seattle are Seahawks fans rather than Eagles fans? Well, that's easy. The similar thing works when it comes to investing. Most people have most of their money invested in the United States if they live here. If you live in Germany, you got most of your money invested in Germany. And by the way, think how harmful this was, has been to the people in Japan that had most of their money invested in Japan. And from 1990 till about now, uh, the <laughs> the Nikkei is still, I think, underwater. So this is why we want to spread it out. We really want to be where the value of those firms are and not pay attention, as Don said, to recency bias nor home bias. So to clarify, you do recommend a 50-50? Or I, I personally don't. I'm personally comfortable with 50-50. As a as t- generally speaking, though Vanguard goes with sixty forty, it seems to be a decent number. Sixty forty is is a good number. Seventy thirty seems to be a little weak internationally, but there the the right number is what's comfortable for you. But you need to have some international. Let me just give you an example. Uh, Australia, the Australian stock market is tiny. It's way tiny. under. I'm heard. Uh, I've heard. It's like three point five percent of the total global market okay. cap. Tiny. Seventy three percent is the average Australian stock weighting in the average Australian's portfolio. They have seventy three percent of their money in Australia. That's a stupid idea. Yeah, and well, the same is true. And if you go to Germany or go to Great Britain, as I said, people have a huge home bias. And just to make sure that we close this properly, Maya Don is espousing his own opinion. Again, when we manage money for people today, 60, it would 40. be sixty forty. So. Yeah, I am just giving an opinion based okay. on the fact that I personally, if I was going to just sit down and talk with you. Over the over a cup of coffee, I would say, you know, now let's think about it for a minute. The international stocks have not performed as well. It might not be a bad idea to slightly overweight the things. It's it's a rebalancing move almost. Good point. Yeah. So okay, that- so I have some money set aside in U.S. and international stocks for my young adult daughter because I want her to be able to buy a house and have a down payment in about 10 years. So it's all in stocks right now because, you know, the the timeline is like a good 10 years, maybe mm-hmm. 15 years. So then should I be rebalancing that maybe five years from now? Yeah, I wouldn't wait any longer than five years because if you're going to use the money within five years, I would want to have a significant portion of it, portion of it in fixed income, maybe even half of it because – Wow, that's a, what you might want to do is sort of glide of slope your way yeah, out yeah. over that's the true. over the ten years. Is that every year, like this year is a hundred percent, next year is ten ninety or, or ninety ten ninety stock ten bonds, then the next year is eighty twenty, et cetera. As you get toward that five year, when you'd be probably oh. fifty fifty. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. Okay, so that hundred percent is just too—it's too aggressive, right? Now. It well, will because be. Here's the, here's the reality. I mean, if you get close to needing the money and the market's off by thirty or forty percent, that could be a bad thing. Right. Right. Okay, so sell ten percent of it every year. Yeah. Anything that has a discipline. 
Yeah. It's all about yeah. having a, a plan and a discipline. There's no right or wrong number necessarily. It's just part of this is the discipline I'm going to stick with. And that is the key to success because you take the emo- you have to find a way to take the emotion out of the process. Okay, great. This is really helpful. I'm going to go ahead and change the allocation on my okay. U.S. and global stocks. Thank you so Congratulations much. on your studies. Maybe when you get a little more information, you can take Don's spot on the show. We'll have to talk. Yeah, he's retiring someday. Someday. <laughs> Not soon. 855-935-TALK is our number. 855-935-8255. Give us a call. We want to help you deal with your dough better than you ever have before. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And I'm so excited to announce that because we redid the segments to the program, we now have time in the final segment of the hour to take a call. Jason, welcome to Talking Real Money. Gentlemen, good afternoon. It's your favorite Tesla Bowl calling back. Okay, Tesla Bowl. What's up, Tesla Bowl? It wasn't enough that they had to take every car that they've ever sold in the United States and take it back into the shop? Uh, That was a a bad day. Yeah, I guess. I want to ask about... I want to gloss over that and ask about interest rates. So I, I keep hearing rumblings that they're going to try to cut interest rates in March, which I think is a colossal mistake if they do. I, I think it should happen, you know, Q3, Q4, if at all. But what are your guys' thoughts on um, what, when and if it – I mean, like, are, are you Have you been nominated? Have you been nominated for the Fed? You're on the board? You're on the board? <laughs> I'd like to be. Yeah. No, I, just, I don't want to have early cuts. I, I, I'm afraid that we're whistling past the graveyard here with these early cuts. And guess what? What our none opinion of us, is? None of us we know. Don't know. We don't know. <laughs> I honestly, I'm we're following cardboard, so I'm all about cardboard myself. So <laughs> honestly, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. So whatever we think is absolutely worthless. We and it would just be our opinion versus Jerome Powell's, and at, at all a bit more weight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. So I'm just going to see what they're going to do and hope they do the right thing. So far, it hasn't been too bad. We Devin had a soft landing, maybe. But this time is is different, guys. This time is different. Every time is different. It's always always different. Turn off your auto drive. Get the the car into the shop and uh, have a happy holiday. That's my suggestion. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't didn't say he owned a Tesla. He oh, says okay. he Tesla. owns. I, I'm actually. I'm. I'm, sa- I'm saving for one. I'm saving for one. I have a stockholder now, but I'm saving for a vehicle. So yeah. Well, you know that drop. Are going, that, you're, yeah, you're that drop from three seventy nine to two fifty three sure took a lot of the Tesla value away. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. I'm uh, giving you. you know what? It's a long hold for me. It's a. It's a long hold for me. <laughs> All right. It was a good company at that. They're a great company at the lower price, right? That's right. So there you go. Right. All right. Agreed. We appreciate you. Thanks for the call. Take care, Jason. And remember our numbers, 855-935-TALK. What were the wor- the week is not any good without Jason calling. No, he's, I know. We, what would like a month a be without Jason calling in and telling us he knows more than the Fed about rates? I love how Don't do we it. all have opinions. Yeah, right. It's impossible for all of our opinions to be right. It's just literally impossible. Do we have enough time to mention retire meet here, speaking of opinions or not? Yeah, you have a minute. Oh, a whole minute. I mean, I'm telling you, this new ending segment is amazing. Okay. All right. You want a shiny red Talking Real Money mug? 
Huh? Oh, yeah. It says stay calm and retire strong. It does. It's beautiful. If you sign up now for Retire Meet 2024, which is coming up February 24th, 2024 in Bellevue, you not only get the low price, you not only get Don McDonald, Paul Merriman, et cetera, all on stage in person, you get the mug, too. So go to retiremeet.com, retiremeet.com. Take advantage of that absolutely 100% right now. How's that? Now, I have a question. We're out of time. No, we're not. We still have time. Oh, okay. Retiremeat.com. I told you we have. Okay. Anyway, I'm looking the at the clock, here. Tom. Yeah. Okay. I watch the clock very carefully. Um, did they, did they, the powers that be, because yes, remember, it's fixed. Everything has been taken away from me. I, I no longer, no, I was too. everything. Yeah. So I actually set it up so if people couldn't I spell. I don't even make lunch anymore. So anyway, did, yeah. Does, it, does retire meet M-E-A-T, also point to it? I don't know. That's good. I don't know. But I wish it did. Okay, like now we're gone. Bye. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast were current on the date recorded. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by a Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital LLC, DBA Appella Wealth, is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. Is anybody still listening?